could be a little bit quicker, but there is some talking points when it comes to the Canberra Raiders in terms of cheapy alert. Um, there is a question there already that we could probably answer straight off the bat, and how many is too many when it comes to backline cheapies? Well, you're about to find out the answer because that's what Canberra have in abundance. There is so many. Op- we talked about the, the Roosters options when it came to the back row options. Now it's flip that sweet, uh, script. And we're talking about it with the back line for the Canberra Raiders, but it's bottom dollar this time. It's not mid tier. Yeah. Fullbacks straight up. Rapana, 557. Actually, no, I'm going to leave Rapana and Chris to center wings because I think they're bigger options there. To be honest, I think all these players actually are dual. Let's skip straight away from fullback. Let's, we'll talk about all their options we'll in their other their position. Yeah, sorry. Well, let's talk about their run. <laughs> the Knights. <laughs> Round one, round two, the West. I get too excited. This is the thing. I'll go and go, you know what? I know. I'm ready to so go. I'm going to try and bring you back. Thank you. Jump out the gates so, too hard. The Newcastle Knights round one. The West Tigers, the other, no, West Tigers round two. <laughs> Warriors round three. Cronulla Sharks round four. And the Eels round five. So it's very uncomfortable, I'll say, that true. Yeah. It's not the last thing I was going to say, I'm, I'm just struggling a little bit because I made the lawn to Savo and I feel like I've got allergies or hay fever from it. My, my head is just a bit, how you going? But I'm pushing on for super coach. I'm ready to pump up. <laughs> I've actually requested a hay fever tablet, but the missus can't find us. I think I've run oh, out, no. unfortunately. It was going to be a, a live on air. I was going to pop a pill. So that would have been pretty cool. But it's a true draw. <laughs> so that's the draw, as yep. you kindly requested. Santa Wings now. Tomoko is their premium go-to guy, 587, 2% ownership. Killed it last year. He was yeah. a really good player to have last year. I just not interested this year. Did you have him last year? I'm I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. I think he's so on the only decent options I had at the end. Yeah, I had him for a, a good stint, man. Very, very reliable player. Um, you know what? When you talk about cheapies in the Raiders team. It's not just the back line. It's everywhere. And I think it's a reflection on the, the quality of the side at the moment. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna feel it this year, I think, man. Um did you want to start in the centers? Considering the yeah, because centers they've got. They're all jewels in the fullback. So we'll get to some of those fullback yeah. options, but for their second position, which I think is their actual preferred position in Supercoach. Yeah. So um Tomoko. Yeah, easily their best player. And I think out of the whole back line too, you're looking at a team at the moment who's going to go through a major restructure. Um, the whole reason there's, you know, potentially four to six cashies in there is because no one knows who's actually going to get a start. Um, but Tomoko will definitely be there. So, you know, 587, pretty good for, for what he'll do for you, I think. I'd be pretty happy with that in general. I think he had a had a decent little price rise last year, actually. Um, so, yeah, he, he come up quite a lot. How high is it against? He actually rose all the way up. He peaked at 7.11. So, very healthy. Yeah. But he was, a slurpy. He was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he peaked at the 7.11s. Um, you're talking, you're talking a you're talking people have it at two, yeah. two, 2 o'clock in the morning after a big night. You peak yeah. at 7.11. You're talking about those antihistamines. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Very, very, very solid player for you. You know, a lot of 70s pluses, a lot of 90s and 100s and the like. So 
really good for it. He had a little bit quieter end of the year. Um, but I don't know, man. I just don't know how he's going to go with a, a team that's going to struggle so much around him. Hopefully, it just pushes him yeah. more. But 2% ownership, it's really low. Um, should be higher. He's a gun. The other thing, he doesn't have the surprise factor this year either. There'll be a lot of teams that know how good he is now, which for mine, especially young talent, can be hard for him to overcome because they're used to last year, let's say, for Tomoko's instance, and I, I don't th- believe this will happen to him because I think he's that good of a player. But last year he got that surprise element where people weren't too sure what they were getting with him, so he was able to do what he was able to do. Where this year he will actually be brought up in video. Like there will be people, like teams targeting hmm. him, going, we need to Watch weaken him straight up and tire him out to then make sure he can't hurt us too much in attack, which we know he can do if he gets good ball, early ball. He's a strong runner. Um, I think that's going to just come back down to how well Tomoko's quality of, you know, player actually is. You know, you can you can play every video in the sheds and try and stop a guy, but try and do the same with, you know, your pongers. Like try and just run a video and tell people to stop him. It's very hard to do. And he's a very strong player. Like he'll just run a hole through straight away. And he's, you know, he's got a, he's got that busting ability very easily for him. So um yeah, I really don't hate the pick. I've I've tossed it up too. I I kind of don't want to get caught up with the um with the excess of Raiders players, and I feel like that's probably going to be the case for most people. You're going to have a couple, most likely. You're going to have Strange, or you might have Savage or Stewart or Weeks, or you're trying to cull down on some value here and there, and then you've actually got a very viable starting center in Samoko. But then the problem that you've got is Byron. I mean, you you can't cover. Tomoko with anyone because you've just lost everyone at the same time. So it's going to hurt him. And I reckon that's why his ownership's so low. It's because there's just too many cheapies to really put any good in that team. I got another problem for that. And, and we can sort of talk about it now because we've got to the back line with the cheapy side of things. You don't want to have too many because majority of, of pundits out there are predicting the Raiders to slide and, and slide quite a bit. That means they're obviously... I don't think they're going to score as many points as they sort of were last year in that either. So a lot of these backline options, you're relying on that try. You're relying on those points, those line breaks and that to happen to get you those big price rises where realistically looking at it, because we'll get onto these cheap options now because it's probably, I feel like the top three or four aren't really options when it comes to Supercoach this year because of that factor. You've got to be really careful because if that was an easier draw, like the first five or six rounds, I'd probably be more inclined to say, you know what, start with three of them, get them all to have an extra 150, 200K price rise, whatever they're going to get, and then just quickly wipe at least two of them. Choose one to stick with, Mm. get the other two and move to someone else. But the fact that they've got some quality teams they're coming up against, it's a very, as we said, an uncomfortable start to the year. It's not something that they are guaranteed to either win or guaranteed to get like a 50-point scoreline putting on as someone. That just makes it a lot more, for me anyway, I'm a lot more cautious who I choose because at the moment I'm looking at it thinking I'll probably go two maximum. Yeah, I think two maximum is quite fair. Um, it, it's just more so about who actually gets a start. Sebastian Chris is going to be suspended round one. Um, That's so which annoying. You reckon just because it's, it's one round or should be longer? Oh, just because – no, no, more so because – I know Ricky loves him, and I know he'll yeah. walk back into this team, which is going to impact me when I choose my cheapie because it then it means one of these cheapies are literally going to play one week. Yep. 
that's gonna it's gonna really screw some teams up big time. And I know people are probably pretty um, reliant on Savage getting the fullback spot and hoping that Chris goes to um, the centers. I don't see that being likely. I I reckon Savage is just not super in favor for it long term. Um, Otherwise, he probably would have had it by now. Um, On that, on that quickly as well. Let's note because I think this is a, a massive talking point when it comes to Savage. Last year when he was dropped and he did play reserve grade, he actually wasn't playing fullback. He was changed. He was moved to the wing yep. because of Sevy Stewart. Yes, exactly. That's, that was my next Just point. put that in. And then Chris was actually playing fullback for first grade. So if you look at it like that, yeah, there was, for most string. of last year and the way he ended, he was third string fullback. Yeah. So he, he's down the pecking order for fullback. I would more than likely expect him to take Kotrick's spot on the wing if it was going to happen. Um, yeah. But again, I don't know when he's going to get dropped. It needs to happen. Um, I can see Strange starting at center, but then again, you've got players like Hopawadi there too. Um, and then Rapana, Tomoko is definitely going to be there. Chris, well, you would think, probably goes back to whether it's fullback or center. There's just too many and not enough spots for them all. So is there's Strange going to be... still the most popular yep. on Supercoach? Yep. Buy fit, 46%. Yeah. And I'm most excited about him. Like, if I actually look at this, and I was just going off names and their potential, I have Ethan Strange at the top of that list. But I'm just cautious because of Chris coming back. Um, And and Rapana as well. Like, Rapana will always have a spot in that team as long as he's there. He's another one of the Rickies really set and sort of forgets, I I guess, personnel. He's always got a position. Mm. Yeah. Tomoko's obviously deserves his spot. As you said, Albert Hopper-White, he hasn't put a foot wrong when he has been first grade. So already there's four none, players there that none of get the, the, the yeah. yeah. Like there's a, it's annoying. It, like yeah. when you, you peel it back, it is actually really yeah. frustrating it's, it's, because there is a lot of quality here. Yeah, it's tricky. It's, it's going to catch a lot of people out. And I, I think even if they do get a name in round one, um, it's, it's Ricky Stewart, man. That's not Don't to say that him. you're ever going <laughs> to see those players ever again. That's the problem. So um, I wouldn't dive deep into it, and it does get very appealing looking at the high ownership and the low price, and you think, oh, I'm in the centres and I've got two spots to fill and I've got 500K. Like, where am I going with it? And most likely you're going to go with Strange and Stewart or, you know, someone of the like, and there's a good chance you just don't really see him. But I think out of the works, out of all of those guys for the center wing, for the cheaper ones, it would probably be those two. Um, yes. But then even still, like, Nick Kotrick seems to just always be there. He doesn't do anything at all with his minutes. Um, but he will get you some dreg points turning up every week. Fall from grace. Majorly. A career – he has turned into a career that could have been – like, he was in origin – Looking good, and just went to the dogs, and literally has not been yeah. the, the player he was. And I don't know what has happened outside of footy. Uh, I'm imagining something has unfortunately happened, whatever it could be, and he's just never returned the same player. Like it's one of those situations you just wish the player didn't chase the money and stayed where he was happy, which obviously was Canberra. He had it so good. Mm. Sometimes you just yeah. scratch your head and talking about could it. Have been, league side could have been a really good. Could have been a good thing for him. But again, man, if the price went lower than 204, he would be lower than 204. 
that's the kind yeah. of output you're getting out of him. So, um, yeah, it, it's just going to be yeah, it's just trial watch really with this with this club. If if Chevy Stewart looks like he's going to be in there, I would like to think that he could half nail down a spot and keep Chris in the centers with Tomoko. I don't see that being very bad for him in general. Um, and then whether or not they keep Kotrick on the wing or if they put Savage on the wing and then on the other side they have Rapano. Um, the only people to miss out would be Hopawati, Kotrick, who's fair and, yeah, strange, which is a hard one because of his ownership so high. But, again, man, it's there's just too many players there to, to look around. So, uh, like, I don't, I don't really see the... Um, the discussion around Strange being in the 5-8 toss-up, I think no. Weeks might have that pretty well locked in. Uh, but there's another one too, you know what I mean? If Weeks just shits the bed for a while, he could come back in for it. So, yeah. We didn't think Canberra Raiders would be too exciting, but it has turned out to be quite an exciting subject to talk about, especially this back line. I think we're about to move on and it will quicken up this part of the episode anyway. But... There's yeah. one final thing on Sevy Stewart. It's currently 31% ownership. Mm. Again, watch the Chris space because we've just warned everyone about that. Like he could get named round one. He could be the one that everyone gets burnt by because everyone will get excited. They'll see bottom dollar, starting fullback, how good. It might be the guy that you get burnt by. But again, like he'll just end up sitting there because I don't if know start how easy him- it's going to be to change from him. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't. It's just everything we'd be spending up on. You're spending up, and he might be that center wing if he plays one game. Ricky, and then just on a Super Coach podcast, can you just let us know who you're starting, please? Because we need to know. <laughs> it's getting to that stage. That. Yeah, <laughs> we, we help us. I'm sure. I reckon. Has he, has he got kids that play Super Coach? He has to have, have something like. I'm going to fucking message him. This like, is the lotto. This is honestly like winning the lotto because one of these guys will be like winning the lotto because it will work. Yeah. It just It's one player. One player is going to work out of this. Who is it? Good luck picking. Yeah. If you can pick this and the Roosters forward that works, I will bow down to you because you are absolutely – go, yeah. go buy one of these $200 million lottos. You deserve it. Yeah, it's um, the bullshit right there. 5'8". You spoke about Strange. He's not an option for mine. He's going to be center. Kyo yep. Weeks, 273K, 36% ownership. So another one of these popular cheapy options. He, is, he was in my team to start with. He's currently out of my team because I look more and more at it, and I just think Trap there's no points to really back up anything at all, even whether, whether he's a starting player or not. I think Fogarty does – majority of the work for the Raiders, I think he'll just be sort of a guy there to sort of hang around the forward, so to speak, sort of be a second fullback in attack, which necessarily isn't a bad thing in a, in a rugby league point of view. Um, I just, I wouldn't be jumping at him. I think there's some other, other options around that sort of price tag that look a bit more appealing and a bit more solid. Yeah, I think so. Um, for the, for the cheap, 5-8, you wouldn't play him as a fullback. You wouldn't go that cheap in your fullbacks in general anyway, so it's just a bad, bad idea. But being that the 5-8 position is so thin, um, you would obviously be looking at him as your backup. And I just think it's it's a bad take, and a lot of people don't think it's as much as I do. And I think it's pretty obviously clear that Flanagan is the better pick than him. 
for the cheap 5.8. I know you don't agree. I know you don't agree with that, but I think it's just pretty blatant. This guy is going to probably, for like for last season, when people run with Isaiah Katoa and he was like, you know, their, their wishful 5.8 that might, you know, spur a bit of coin up and, you know, pick up some value. He was pretty shit for majority of the year and you couldn't get away from him. And that's exactly what Kyle Weeks is going to be this year. Not to say Flanagan's not going to be any better. I just think he's got a bit more upside because, you know, Weeks isn't – you're hoping for a 30. Yes. And that was playing in a much better side. Admittedly, a lot of it was off the bench and there wasn't yes. a great deal of it. But in the games he started, I think he scored, you know, maybe 25 points. So it's like – I was trying to – Is that what you want? I was trying to look through his scores and he's just – there's nothing that really gets me excited at all. Like I'm just scrolling, no, going, something no. pop out. <laughs> no, Not nothing. at all. It's he's, like he's all he has to do is even just – Make a tackle, and there's already one tenth of his total point score of the season. So, like, it's just not. It's Go not you a good thing. pick. Yeah, get him. Just, just that one. You just want him to make one or two <laughs> tackles and not miss any, because you're like, fuck, he's he's his career best almost right here. So, um, uh, yeah, I I really don't like to it. Read money. Yeah. <laughs> make all these tackles, but miss half of them. Yeah, great. Yeah, awesome. pretty much. Um, I don't think he's even got the the upside to make a tackle. So that's, that's the other thing. Um, he had one game where he scored 68 points. I don't know what he did. He probably scored four tries. <laughs> and missed five tackles. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do it at your own no risk. Offense, really. If you, if you just want to bring. Signing. Sorry. Yeah. I said, no offense. Like NRL point of view, it could be an exciting signing for the Raiders, but he hasn't proved anything yet. For for an NRL point of view, probably you know because they got to do something there to that club. But from a super coach perspective, uh-uh. that's halfback. Yep, he's only Jamal Fogarty, five hundred thirty-five k. To be honest with you, I was just going to skip over him, but we did have a question coming about him. So two percent ownership. Is he can? Oh, the question is, can Fogarty score well, being the main man? It just goes back to what I said about the Raiders as a whole. I just don't see them scoring too much points this year. I see them struggling quite a bit this year. That generally reflects on the halfback when it comes to points for Supercoach. They don't really score well um, during the season. I can't see him being a viable option, even if you're looking at cheapy sort of options apart from the, the main two. Um that's all I've really got to say on Fogarty. Like, I, that's all I can answer that question. I, I can't see mm. any sort of real upside to him. For super coach, I don't really see it. For NRL fantasy, I definitely see it because um, different point system, and he's going to well, be doing hang on. We don't talk about that. No, that's 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 <laughs> blasphemy here. For what's relevant and what's actually fun and important, um, no, I, I don't really see it. To be honest, I still think that he's he's obviously going to have a bigger role at the club now that there's very little to work with and he hasn't got White next to him and he's going to be picking up the slack a lot more. Um, I still feel like you're going to have the ups and downs and it's going to be between the 30s and the 80s most consistently, which is where he'll get that 50 average. So, um, again, 500. It's not a bad place to go down cash-wise if you needed to. Um I don't know if I would probably want to, though. That's that's the thing. Um, I don't actually. I'm just going to quickly check who's around his price at the moment. So he is sandwiched between Luke Keary and Jackson Hastings. Um, I, I'd probably put him on that same level as Hastings, to be honest with you. 
I think you're doing a very, very similar thing out of him. And I spent a long time talking about it last week, to which you made the point. It's not really what you want to be doing for, for Supercoach. There's no upside and there's no real massive downside, but I just think he's better options. Um, but he will have a I'd much choose him role. out of those three. If that was the choice you had, I'd actually choose yeah. him out of those three. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm um, looking like I'm looking at his back half of last year, like he's run home. And like as you just said, the, the point – there's a game there where he just got a 28 against Newcastle, and that's playing the full 80. Then there's a game like against the Broncos for for all, anyone, um, 71. So like he's got a, a decent score in him, but that's then there's just like a couple as you said. There's a 30, 30. There's a 60, two 60s. Yep. Like it's just not what I want in that position. Like I can't have that. No, not really. Who's um who kicks for them? It'll be Fogarty now. He'll be their goal kicker as well. Okay. That again, uh, we, we made the point the with the Tigers and Caesar. Yeah. That's the thing. you got to score. It's exactly. all good to have you, the goal kicker next tries. to your name. But... Yeah, <laughs> but it just gives him that little boost. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to score nothing every game. If they score two or three, you know, there's a little bit. It's going to keep him away from that dirt, dirt score, because, you know, again, I, I scored, I sorry, scored 97 last week, and before I even looked, I'm like, it was probably against the Tigers, and it was, so <laughs> you can kind of write that one off too, because you half expect that, but a few good scores, man, a few 60s pretty well throughout the year, but that's that's kind of it, like, you're going to be pushing for a good score of a 60, and then a bad score of a 30. Um, yeah, it, it is, it is a bit. I'd rather go the extra 100k or whatever it was going to be for Sam, Sam, Walker. Sam Walker, who we just spoke about. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Way more upside. Let's move on. Yeah. Second row forward, top of the pops at 1% ownership. Corey Hawes was a machine last year. I just think at 633k, there is some better options around that sort of price tag. Maybe a pod. Um, he's only going to get, I don't know, he's. No, I'm not going to say he's only going to get better, but the the fact that he's now sort of wanting to establish himself as a Queensland player, that's a team that you, if you are a Queenslander, you really want to be in at the moment. That's looking red hot. Um, so I can see a lot of those forwards like him and um, Hopgood, et cetera, really putting their best foot forward to start the year to, to get that bench sort of spot. Um, I just, I personally can't start with him. Hudson Young, 579K, 2% ownership. I can't touch him. Same with Whitehead. Um, Hosking, the new signing, 511, 1%. It's probably the only one that if I wanted to touch someone in the Raiders forward pack, I might touch him. But again, at the moment, with Whitehead there and Young, there's no guaranteed minutes for him because they're both there starting. And so Hosking will be coming off the bench. And you never know. One week, he might get 10 minutes. One week, one of them might go down. He'll get 60 minutes. Yeah, Hosking should start, but you can never predict that team, and it's not worth the um the risk of picking a forward out of them. You know, not considering there are other clubs with other forwards that actually going to nail the spot down. Um, Horsburgh's price is a bloody premium now. It's a bit of a shame because he performed quite well last year, but I, I wouldn't spend that much for him. Um, Hudson Young, again, he has a lot of upside, but again, you're not spending 580. It's it's an awkward price bracket in general for the second rowers, I think. You're either going big or you're going 400, so it puts him out of contention. Um, I would like to think that Hosking goes over Whitehead, though, but I just don't see that happening in that team. Um, 
No, no one really stands out for me, man. Maybe if Hosking gets a run in, I could probably look at there. But for now, I reckon it's just go go somewhere else. It's just not worth it. Um, but Morgan Smithies, you know, if he gets that lock position, which seems likely. Yes. Um, I've been seeing some posts about, you know, Super League players and oh, it's like actual just fans just talking about him in general and telling telling us NRL supporters what we're in, what we're in for and what to expect out of him. And he seems like workhorse. he's just unbelievable workhorse effort. He is just a grinder. He's going to go out there and just put it all on the line. So um, kind of what they need. Really. They just love that. Yeah, it's exactly what you want to hear. Um, Especially at 340K, give me yeah, that. Big upside. Um, obviously completely unproven, but he's priced at a 34, and it's not a hard thing to do. You know, if he's got that sort of work rate to him, and they're, they're telling, like, this guy will go out there and literally bleed himself dry because he just wants to make tackles. You're like, okay, I, I can get on board with that. It's like a McInnes type, but I don't think he's that beaten up. So, um, but yeah, man. Seems like pretty good raps from those guys over there and saying that that's a pretty good coup for the Roosters. Uh, the, sorry, the Raiders. I've got Roosters on the line. Um, to, to actually get him. So if he can get that spot, great value, but unproven. You know, you're taking the risk. So it's just more Raiders to take a risk on, but it's more cashies to look at. I think keep an eye on Pasami, Thulo, and Trey Mooney as the season goes on. Um, it once sort of injuries that come to play and, and fatigue, etc. They're a cheaper option. They might come in handy uh, an extra year. Uh, they've just had both had tastes of first grade last year and things like that. So uh, as soon as a couple of injuries come to this forward pack, they'll be looking at getting called upon. But that's sort of it for the for the second row for for the Raiders for mine. Um, I don't really feel like there's anything else to to say on any of those players. Um, front row. Uh-huh. Someone that you have really looked at, and I know very early on you had him in your team and you mm. you, you liked the upside to him, uh, Joseph Tarpanay. Yeah. 8% ownership. So you obviously got around to your friends and family and just encouraged them to get on. So well done. Uh, that, that's where the 8% is coming, coming from. You don't see it? 60, 64 average, 656K. I'm not seeing it. I just can't make it work for my team. That's the uh, part of it. I think yeah, he works he's well. He's a great super coach option. Yeah. As we go on, I just can't start. I can't make that work for my team. Yeah. I, I suppose when you, you start off, you know, and you put Payne Haas in your team, you can definitely make it work because he's 100K less. Um, great points per minute. You're looking 1.2, 1.3. And um, not even off his best season too. Like you can go back and look at the 22s. Well, it was a 1.3 pretty consistently as well. So he's going to just do that. I reckon he's going to just keep churning those numbers out. Um, but I like Tarpany, man. I think you're pretty well guaranteed that 65, 70 points out of him. Um, again, it doesn't really matter that he doesn't play huge minutes in comparison to your Horsburgh and stuff. Like he'll, he'll go out there and play 45, 50 minutes and score 70, 80 points. And it's all in base, which is just ridiculous. So, um, if you're one of the one of the coaches out there that has a pretty stacked front row or at least a gun like a Payne Haas um, or a Tino or something like that and you're just looking to go still heavy in the front rows but you want to try and pull some of that cash back out, I think he's a fair cash down option from them. Um, I probably am leaning more towards the, the sub 500s for both uh, to start with and I, I just can't seem to find the extra 150 for a front rower at the moment who really only has about 
pretty much his price in points, you know, like for 650, there's just too much value outside of that that has a higher ceiling than Tarpany does. Um, but, you know, everyone's got a different way of playing. And if you want to go hard and the consistent score, you're definitely going to get consistent out of him um, with with a decent amount of upside. So, um, yeah, I, I like the pick, but I'm not going to be doing it personally. No, I understand that point of view, and I, I definitely respect that play. Um, if yeah. you don't want to start with one of the big guns and you currently have a mini team, you just think, oh, I need to free up that extra 100K to get one of those gun fullbacks in or something, then I can definitely understand doing that. The rest of the front rowers don't really do anything for me. Again, Adam Mariotta, um, he is a player. And again, I just want to wait and see, see what happens with this forward pack, see what happens. He's a very quality, he's a player that can do some damage. Young still and averaging already a point per minute, which, as I said before, is quite handy, especially when you're coming in at that two sort of 250 price range. Just wait and see. Another player that's a wait and see option for, for the Raiders. Seem to have a fair few of those this year. Um, but that's just, I, they're a side that has a, a decent amount of experience already in this side um, for these forwards and stuff, which I feel like we've got almost concrete. Um, on these jerseys and will play and start this year. I think Ricky will go for that option of having those steady players who will just grind for him. He likes that rate for the Raiders style. And that's what he'll get with some like Papali'i, Sarpane, Gula, even Gula, he's just been a toiler. Um, mm. Then some of those like Whitehead and the et cetera, they, he knows what they're going to do and they'll do that week in, week out. I'm very, very excited about some of these youngsters. Would I go as far as saying I'd play some of these ahead of some of these um, really experienced guys? Not at the moment. But if their season's not going the way I'm anticipating it to go, by halfway through the year, I would not be surprised if Ricky Short starts playing some of these younger guys longer than he probably would have wanted to at the start of the year. And that's when I feel like some of these could become some options. So that's what I'm saying when I, come, when I say wait and see. Yeah, there is a lot of wait and see. Um, Pasami Solo did a pretty good job last year, actually. Um, I'd like to see him yeah. get a bit more of a run this season, which would be nice. And so did Emery Gula, very just you know, go out there and do a shift and put the work in. So I just think, yeah, between like Josh Papali and, and Tarpany, it's very hard to sort of break into that. But I just see Papali probably slowing down a little bit more this year and getting getting a bit more of the other guys you know, brought into the action. So, um, yeah, nothing flash flash there. Um, um, the hookers, hookers, a Canberra hooker. Jesus. Goodness me, don't we um, Take your pick. get ourselves into a tangle when we get to this? A Canberra hooker. I don't want to say too much about this because I actually have absolutely no idea how Ricky will go with this and who will start, who will be on the bench, and who will miss out because I feel like all three just haven't grabbed the jersey. All three have had a chance to do so, um, whether it's preseason to impress or, or whatever. I just feel like the number nine jersey this year for the Raiders is really is ridiculously up for grabs, and it's just about whoever whoever wants it, get it. Yeah, show us what you can um, do. But they won't be playing big minutes because it'll it'll yeah. be split shifts. Yeah, no, it's um much like all Canberra hookers, cheap and nasty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
It's your way, your turn this week. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, look, if I if I was Ricky and I looked down at the the stocks to choose from, I'd just go home empty-handed with my cash in my wallet. To be fair, um, even at two hundred and thirty-eight k, probably you know you think Danny Levi is the most likely for. It. I don't, I don't know what he does. He can't do any worse than what he's priced at, but I just don't think any of them are a viable option. I just don't think either of the three will nail down a consistent spot throughout the year. Um, not enough to, to warrant having in your team. I don't know what Tom Starling has to do to... I really don't know what he's got to do to get a run in that club. I just... There's rumours. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there and say that in a public forum. But there is some rumours about some things. But anyway, well, let's not talk about that. Uh, let's talk about Supercoach. And yeah, uh, we can only look at where they're playing currently right now, I suppose. And if that's yeah. going to be a thing, if that's what you know, I don't know, man. I, I just don't think there's an option here for anyone to pick. And I think if you're trying to find cash down options anywhere else, um, maybe look at the Parramatta hookers, who are actually going to play. Um, Half decent footy, so or one of them. So or you get a choice between a Canberra hooker or a Parramatta hooker. I don't think you're having a great night. So no, um, so you've also not a, not a great got, you got the Newcastle hookers too. So <laughs> bottom of the barrel. I'll probably choose a Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, on that note, um, I think it's one of the first times I'd be happy to finish early with a Canberra hooker. So uh, let's move on with, with the Canberra side of things. Hey there, Joel from the League of Inches podcast. Just wanted to quickly say a massive thank you for taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. I really do hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did do so uh, and you want to support the page that little bit further, make sure you give us a follow and a like. It does go a long way supporting the page and helping us reach um, other people to listen to the podcast as well as giving us a like and a follow on all our social media platforms. We're available on all of them. Just type in League of Inches. It does go a long way. Finally, if you can just give us a rating for the podcast, uh, it will go a massive way of giving us a bit more support as well. So, again, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're going to be averaging about three to four podcasts a week minimum, so make sure you get around the page. Massive things coming up this year in 2024. Have a great day.